This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Oh man, when reckless speculation Thursday meets day one of the NFL draft Thursday, and also meets Timberwolves uh, end of season press conference Thursday. I love how they're trying to right, tuck that one in there. Just uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Nine, nothing yeah, to see hey, here. Anthony Edwards yeah. got me got a, got cited for the third degree assault, but uh, nothing else to see here. We'll talk about that. Chris Finch will be talking at uh, five forty-five a.m. It's going to be followed by <laughs> Tim Conley at six ten, and then they should, they should do it at six ten p.m. Actually, three ten. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that's a good one. But. Tuck yep. it in. So, all right, this is Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, your daily home for Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy. Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department. Happy draft day, Doogie. Happy draft day, gentlemen. Yes, reckless speculation Thursday combined with the first day of the draft. Mind blown. Oh, let's go. As good as it gets you. How about the Wolves, by the way, alerting us at 9.01 p.m. last night to be yeah. there at 8.45 this morning. So we're recording this at 8.33 this morning. So the Wolves with Chris Finch, with Tim Connolly, with selected players, so potentially not Anthony Edwards, yeah. will take the podium at different points over the next three hours. Unfortunately, I have a doctor's appointment that I just can't switch. So joining you guys here this morning, we'll get some more traction with the draft, post this as soon as possible, then I'm off to the doctor's office. So I will miss Chris and Tim, but should connect with Glenn Taylor at some point in the near future. So let's start with Vikings here. We'll get to Timberwolves. You know, there's been, it's, it's kind of funny. We've been talking about this for two weeks now, how back in January, early February, most of the prominent mock drafters and insiders had the Vikings going cornerback or wide receiver. And now it's like in a bunch of the, a bunch of the, uh, the final exam mocks are coming out today and we're going to do a purple daily special on that, but it is overwhelmingly quarterback Vikings. If not in the first round, then certainly later on. So, you know, Hendon Hooker, you've been doing a ton of digging on all these guys. Let's start specifically with Anthony Richardson because he, if you ranked all the quarterbacks across the board, if they all panned out to their 95th percentile as players, I think Anthony Richardson would be the best. But obviously he has a huge range of outcomes. Um, what What are you hearing about the Vikings' interest or, I guess, homework that they're doing on Anthony Richardson? Yeah, so... 
I'm with you, Phil. Like, if they all reach that 95th percentile, right? Like, Anthony Richardson, like, to me, his floor is Justin Fields, the runner, right? Now, the throwing is a big part of it. But, like, instantly, he's going to be able to truck people over, to outrun people. That's the sort of athlete that he is. They have done, my understanding is they have done as much work with him in person, behind the scenes, as much as any team in the league outside of two. So there's two teams, maybe three. I was told two to three teams that have done more. But outside of those two or three teams, it's been the Vikings. So that means more than the combine. I don't have specifics. I tell you, a locale if I could. My understanding is he did not visit Egan. But there's been more work done besides in Indianapolis. So it's easy to suggest the Vikings have the complete book on Anthony Richardson. And I I think the interesting thing, you guys, about all of the vetting that the Vikings have done on these quarterbacks comes down to this as well. Yes, there's going to be questions about them, probably more so mechanically than personality-wise. But the mechanical issues and spending the amount of time that the Vikings have with a guy like Richardson makes perfect sense because unlike years past, this would be guys deciding, can we just fix the problem? I, I think the Vikings previously uh, with their, you know, with Zimmer and Spielman might've bailed because yeah, we could try to fix the problem, but can we really do it? You know, Kevin O'Connell is going to have a very high opinion and he should of his own ability. So if, if, Richardson's fundamentals are deemed to be fixable, especially with a year behind Kirk. I think that really makes a lot of sense for why you would have spent so much time trying to fit, to figure out, are these uh, career-long problems or are these problems that the guy just simply hasn't gotten with the right coach uh, to fix as far as the mechanics of the throwing goes? Absolutely. I mean, everything you just said, Judd, I mean, applies to Hendon Hooker of Tennessee right? Trying to figure out, okay, why exactly did he move from Virginia Tech to Tennessee? Okay, that offense in Knoxville, like, okay, the one read and all that coming off the ACL, the age is not a concern. Like, that's one thing I'll I'll debunk right now. I've not heard of the Vikings saying, oh, no, he's 25 years old. We can't take him. I mean, the idea is, you know, if you hit on the right quarterback or you name a different position, but specifically quarterback, like, like, I can play for a really long time. Like the age is not an issue. I'm just, I'm telling you that right now. I can tell you that with 100% certainty, the Vikings are not like, Oh no, he's 25 years old. Like red check Mark or whatever, crossing him off. Like, no, like Hendon hookers still very much on the Vikings board. At least that's what I'm led to believe. I just have a hard time going back to Richardson, seeing him falling too much Phil, because of that freakness that athleticism, that profile, you know, I mean, I know you said on Purple Daily later that you'll you'll go over some of these final mock drafts, but I did see your eyeball emojis on the Peter Schrager mock draft that has Anthony Richardson going 12th. I believe it was a trade up by somebody. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but mm-hmm. like that to me seems to be the ballpark for Richardson. So would the Vikings go all the way from 23 to potentially 12-ish, 13-ish? I'm not necessarily ruling out if Richardson gets to like 15 or 16, but I guess like I'm hard pressed to see them jumping up like 10 ish spots, 11 ish spots, or Judd and I went back and forth on the possibility of moving up to two Houston or three Arizona 
on Tuesday. I just said I have a hard time believing they're going to jump up 20 spots. Well, that's the thing, and that's like that's what no one really knows. What what do they have an appetite for? How and and Quasi Quasi thinks in terms of of uh, probabilities, not this guy's going to pan out and this guy's not right. So. What is their appetite if they really love Richardson and they really they feel like it's worth the gamble because if you if you unlock the top version of him, it doesn't matter that you're giving up five or six draft picks to get there. But what's the percentage chance that you can unlock the top version of him? Is it worth if you want to move up to number two or number three, you can get Anthony Richardson. You could you could do that right now, eleven hours before the draft as we record this, and assure yourself you get Anthony Richardson. If you want to I move don't up, think they're doing that. But just, it, it, it would literally cost you this year's first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, the year after first-round pick, and probably additional compensation versus maybe staying around 23 and taking Hendon Hooker and keeping all that draft capital. That's what I'm, and I guarantee they're going through all these scenarios here in the hours leading up to the draft tonight. Well, they are going through all those scenarios. I mean, one knock on Richardson is how many starts has he made? Right. I mean, there's some prominent people like Trent Dilfer, others. Right. I mean, you think about Mitch Trubisky in recent years. There's just not a whole lot of quarterbacks that you take that high that just haven't played that many games. Right. So you can look at the athletic profile, but there's something to be said about being the guy leading a locker room. Like there's a lot to like about Anthony Richardson, but I don't think you make this monumental move for a guy that just hasn't played a lot of football if he happens to fall to 23 okay different conversation but in terms of giving up a future first or multiple future first fill I just have a hard time believing that I mean yes they are kicking around my understanding is they are kicking around all sorts of different scenarios I had a high profile agent the other day tell me that his agency they met the other day and they can't remember this much uncertainty 24 to 48 hours now you know, 12-ish hours prior to the draft. They can't remember this much uncertainty going back a number of years, right? Now, one thing he told me is, hey, they represent this high-profile receiver, a guy that's, you know, borderline first, second-round pick, right? A good wide receiver that the Kansas City Chiefs really like his client. Okay, well, the Chiefs are at 31. The Vikings are at 23. Okay, well, he said, you know, the belief is, you know, the Vikings and Chiefs have had dialogue. So, I mean, that's one oh, scenario that's been bandied about. That the Vikings don't go up, they go back 23 to potentially 31. New Orleans in the late 20s, another team interested in potentially moving up. There's been scenarios, I can bet you, where the Vikings move out of the first round entirely, whether it's Pittsburgh early second round or Houston early second round. So, all these scenarios have been discussed going back many, many days in Egan. Here's one more, too. Um, so I, I do think that going into the top five would, would be extremely expensive, and I, I don't know that it would be palatable to do so, uh, despite the fact that, as Phil said, you would definitely get the player that you want. But here's another pick, if you look at how this thing is going to fall, that could be intriguing, and that is Philadelphia at 10. Philadelphia has the 10th pick. The 10th pick is a place where there is a potential that somebody could fall that you like if, if things are surprising. And, and we have to be prepared for chaos here. Like, tonight looks like it's in the forecast. It's in the forecast. It, it's probably yeah, don't have too many Shirley's there at Park Tavern. Yeah, no, no I can't because no there's chaos in. I'm bringing my dizzy bat. 
But, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But if you look at 10 in Philadelphia, that's an, an intriguing place. Um, and I think that that would be a realistic trade, potentially. You swap first-round picks, they'd get probably one more. Um, the other thing to keep in mind with that one, and here's what I'm, Dukes, here's where I think it gets interesting. I think you have one current player who remains a very intriguing trade ship in a, in a situation like that, Daniil Hunter. So I'm just saying Philadelphia at 10 would not shock me. And I think 23 to 10, you guys, is a realistic opportunity. Yeah, like, that, like that's the Chiefs moved 17 to I get think Mahomes. that's the ceiling. I think that's okay. it. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think it's okay. 13 spots, okay. You yep. convinced me on that one, Judd. 20 spots or 19 spots, I'm just telling you, I'm hard-pressed to see I agree that. with you. Mm. But, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's where, yeah, that I mean, there's all sorts of different scenarios. And in the end, it could be what many thought two and a half months ago. Yes, okay, Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Incredible scheme fit. The Vikings brought him to Egan for a visit, so they have the book on him. All right, Mm -hmm. he's sitting there staring them in the face at 23. They don't do anything. They didn't move up. They don't move back. They just take Banks. I'm not necessarily ruling out that scenario. But I'm just telling you, like, in the last handful of days, there's been a lot of running back chatter. Right, I saw Schrager, speaking of Schrager's mock, he has the Vikings landing Bijan Robinson. Now, never in a million years did I think Bijan would fall to the 20s, but in his, Bijan, this all-world running back, falls to the Vikings at 23. And for a tease for these guys, because I don't think these guys have seen this yet, and we'll do it on Purple Daily, that's not the only first-round pick the Vikings make in Peter Schrager's mock draft today. Speculation! And, I mean, I reference Peter because I know... He has deep sources. Like, he's definitely not just throwing stuff up against the wall hoping it sticks. Peter, he's got his finger on the pulse. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean he's going to end up nailing 18 first-round picks tonight, but he definitely <laughs> knows stuff. So he didn't just randomly throw that out there. I'm just telling you, I have a hard time believing Bijan gets all the way to 23. But I had heard steam about the Alabama running back, Jameer Gibbs. Okay, so that could be a scenario. I don't think they would take him at 23. Maybe, but I don't think so. But, okay, if you execute that trade with, say, the Kansas City Chiefs, you end up picking 31. That's where I think a guy like Gibbs could come into play. But, like, the Pittsburgh defensive linemen, right, these receivers, is there any chance that Smith Najigba gets to 23? I don't think so. But they brought him in for a visit. I think he's the best receiver in this draft. If you want to argue the BC kid Flowers, fine. Or if you want to argue Addison from USC, fine. Addison? was also in. The word on Addison is he really, really enjoyed his visit here. Now, I'm sure a lot of guys did, but, like, you think about the NFLPA rankings, how the Vikings take care of their players, that reputation is now out there. J.J. Watt tweeted something yesterday because I made reference to the former Houston Texans equipment guy that's now the new Vikings equipment guy. And J.J. and Mike are close from their days in Houston together. J.J. wrote, he could have just said, hey, Vikings made an incredible hire. JJ's like, I've heard the facilities there are fantastic, first-class organization. Just that word is out there. So, you know, the word is a lot of these guys, when they came to town for their visits, whether it was last week or a lot of guys were in two weeks ago, were thoroughly impressed. But specifically on Addison, I heard, yeah, like he'd love to be a Viking. Like if you're a wide receiver, if you're the number two guy next to Justin Jefferson, lots of single coverage, the Kevin O'Connell offense playing a good amount of games indoors, controlled environment, 
I'm just telling you, there's a lot to like about being a Minnesota Viking. By the way, uh, if the if the Vikings do take, Scooby is that Scooby in the background there? Scooby. Scooby's like, that yeah. Scooby. Why does Actually, I don't think he likes USC Trojans. No, what, <laughs> no, what Scooby is saying right now is, hey, Nutrisource, it's time for Nutrisource. Hey, Wolfsons, give me some Nutrisource. Nutrisource, the official dog and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. You know, Maya Mackie did pretty well. She slept in for me this morning. Um, it was uh, it was very nice to not have to maybe get up earlier than I wanted to. But, hey, who can blame her? She loves Nutrisource chicken and rice, guys. Well, that's great for you because I was up again at, I believe it was 6.15 this morning because some little girl <laughs> who might be pictured right now said, you know what, it's time mm-hmm. to get your ass out of bed. It's time for me to go outside, and it's time for my Nutrisource. And so I said, of course it is because... It makes you healthy and happy, and the whole family likes that. Yes. Uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. If the Vikings do draft a quarterback in the first round tonight, Declan found this nugget on Twitter yesterday. Kirk Cousins is going to be part of the Bleacher Report live draft coverage stream. He's going to be like on their panel breaking down the draft tonight, apparently. Mm. I don't know if he's a guest or if he's going to be there for three or four hours. Is he going to be live reacting to the Vikings drafting his yeah. replacement? Don't watch that stream. You can watch the Purple Daily say, stream no, but, on but YouTube no tonight. What are you doing? Yeah, from uh, Park Tavern. Pay Six no o'clock doors open, that. seven o'clock start time. But wouldn't that be I funny? I will find if, that out. Oh, that's an incredible <laughs> nugget. I did not realize that. I'm sure it's like, what does he do? Why, 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 why no would he idea. do that? Oh, wow. Why, why would he? He doesn't need. They're not, it's not like if they're paying him, they probably aren't. It well, doesn't make make a difference. He's got some interest in post career and doing some media, and so. You know, you start that ball rolling, you need to gain some reps, gain some experience. So that essentially is why I'm sure he's doing it. But I had no idea he was doing it. So thank you for the heads up. Dude. Can you see Kirk? Just through grit, gritted teeth trying to talk. Yeah, about although him. he's this aware. The Vikings trade up 20 spots to draft your replacement, pick. Kirk. What are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Well, <laughs> just that smile and gritted teeth while trying to talk he's about He's aware, it. though. Yeah, he may need to fake it somewhat, but. He's oh, yeah, well he aware will. of the chatter about the Vikings landing a quarterback, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, or Saturday. Yeah, he's trust me, he's aware. Um, okay, any uh, give us any any other final sort of Vikings related nuggets that you want to throw out there before we get to some of the Timberwolves stuff? Well, I mean, Judd, I don't know how deep a dive you did on the Dalvin Cook chatter. Just I had heard again on Wednesday. I won't go into the specifics, but just more evidence to suggest the end is. Coming. I don't know if it's coming later today, tomorrow, Saturday, or if it's later in the spring or in the summer, but the end is absolutely coming for Dalvin Cook. He remains, that not that he has to be an Egan, but he remains away from the facility. I think it's fair, Doogie, to characterize this as the, the Cook camp is not going to take this pay cut. The Cook camp. Yeah, well, and that was, you know, I mean, I, I said that right from the get-go. I mean, yeah. I don't so, know if I was the only one to volunteer that info, but I mean that's that's what I had heard going back to you know right after the season. I mean that was that was the buzz in January. So I mean nothing yeah. has changed in that regard. Give yeah. me my money, man. Give well, me but my he's, money. But he's not going to get it with a new team either, right? I mean, wouldn't a new team want to slice? You're not going to trade for him, so he's either going to get cut, and then the Vikings are just on the hook for. But the base salary is not guaranteed. So yeah, isn't he, I, correct me if I'm wrong, he's going to take a pay cut. It's just, I don't want to take it with the Vikings. Correct. Is that the mindset? I think it's the, yeah, I, I think he it's the ego blow of having done the contract here and now being told, sorry, 
So all right. Okay. Well, well, plus, I mean, he can justify in his mind whether right or wrong. Hey, you know, the Vikings still gave me a couple million dollars to go away because of the the injury guarantee, all that stuff. So yeah. he can say, okay, you know, got something from the Vikings for the year 2023. I'll move on to Philadelphia, Miami, or wherever. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So I know that this is going to the wolf stuff might be a little outdated. But let's let's do like five minutes on wolves and then we'll shut up and, and Declan can post this because they're doing their post. They're doing their postseason press conferences. But uh, this Anthony Edwards situation. So the video, I don't know. Am I missing something like he's he's no. pissed about missing the last shot. He grabs a chair and kind of like moves it aggressively on his way down the narrow hallway and it maybe grazes a security guard. And now he's being Too, now he's right? being cited for a third degree assault charge like. Two guards. Okay. They're both saying, hey. It, I don't but, even but the police the said guard. injuries are not serious. Yes. There's there's video from a fan in the stands right, in the, right there. So I'm not talking NBA TV video. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the most recent video that's been out there. It was on Reddit. It's now, you know, it's everywhere now for the most part. If you haven't seen it, though, since it's early this morning, go search it out. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, she kind of like grabs the back of her neck a little bit. Right, but it's not like she went down to the ground, anything crazy like that. But I guess by definition, the chair did graze her. I don't even see in the video, unless I need to look closer, which, hey, I might be guilty as charged, right? But I don't even see the chair necessarily hitting a second person. I'm, I'm the whole situation completely it's the magic baffled, chair. Put it that way. I mean, don't throw a chair if you're Anthony Edwards. He didn't throw it at like he. It was just he was just frustrated and literally mo- moving a chair kind of aggressively. Don't do that. But also, this is a cash grab. This feels like well, she'll get her money. I will say that in some form, yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. The I mean, wolves will write a check in some fashion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if he'll need to go to Colorado for any sort of court appearance or anything like that. I would think this can be settled pretty quickly. But yeah, just another thing, right? I mean, you think about the season beginning with a video of Anthony Edwards saying some words he should not have said. Yeah, right. So now it ends with Anthony Edwards once again in the news for, for the wrong reasons. Although I'm telling you this one, you know, thankfully the woman is okay. So I feel like I can chuckle somewhat. Like you just, you look at the video and you're like, huh, what really? Like you actually filed a police report over that. Yeah. But yeah, just another thing, you know, just add it to the madness of the wolf season. What? Uh, so I don't, I don't expect like, I, I mean, Chris Finch is going to be there today. Like I, I mean, they're going to take some time to make some decisions here, but what what's your gut feeling? We're still two months away from free agency and the real offseason zoo, but if you have three options, one option is, hey, run it back. Cat's going to be healthier. Another year of chemistry. Chris Finch feels like he can unlock this again. Option number two being trade Rudy Gobert for whatever you can get. Option three, trade Carl Anthony Towns. Do you think they seriously consider, or option four, fire Chris Finch? So what, like, how would you sort of handicap those options from what you know right now? Option one, then the trade cat option, then the fire Finch option, then the trade go 
Bear option. Just in that order. You really can't get much. Not that you couldn't trade Go Bear, but yeah. the return would be so minimal. Just after one year, if you did that, I just I don't see them trading Go Bear. I don't see them trading Cat right now either. I mean, that's why I've been saying, Phil, going back a couple of weeks, I think this time next year has a way better chance to be incredibly fascinating compared to right now, though. I'll fully admit, I thought Tommy Shepard in Washington would get another year. So that's some of those connecting of the dots, you know, I was alluding to with the potential of Washington coming after Tim Connolly a year from now. Well, that job is now open. I don't know what Tim will say on the record today. I still think Tim is staying, not leaving after one year, but I'm just telling you that job, I'm positive, appeals to him, his wife. He's from there. Wife is from there, the Baltimore, D.C. area. And the Wizards lowballed him in 2019. I think if they don't lowball him in 2019, he would have taken the job in 2019. But I think Tim ends up staying. I think they justify the season, Phil, by saying Cat missed 52 games. Torian Prince missed 20-ish games. Jordan McLaughlin missed a bunch of games, although he's got a non-guaranteed contract, so I suppose no guarantee he's even back. I mean, outside of Anthony Edwards and Jada McDaniels until the final regular season game, all those guys missed a good amount of games. I mean, Rudy Gobert, I don't know what the exact number was. Was it 10, 11, 12 games that he missed? So, so many guys missed so many games, including Jalen Noel at the end of the year, Nas Reed. We can go up and down the list. But so many guys missed so many games that they'll say, okay, a full year of Mike Conley Jr. We unlocked something with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, restricted free agent, plans to bring him back, that we will run this thing back, that we're not that far away. Yes, we need to figure out why we blow all these double-digit leads, second most in the NBA. We need to figure out why we lost. 10 games to the Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, you know, the bottom feeders, Pistons of the league. But really, in reality, we're not that far away that we can get to our preseason goal next year, preseason goal this year, being a top four team in the Western Conference. So I'm just telling you, you know, whether Wolves fans want to hear it or not, my inclination right this second is I think they end up running this thing back in many ways. Continue to try hard to re-sign Nas Reed. They've tried for many, many months. So that would be a big-time blow if he ends up leaving in free agency in July. Jalen Noel is going to leave. I can tell you that right now. Jalen Noel yeah. is not going to be back. And, yeah, I think a lot of Wolves fans will say, you know what, like, expectations were so high for Jalen. I'm a big Jalen Noel fan. I think a change of scenery will do him well. But he can never figure out his three-point shot this year, just the inconsistency, especially on defense. Like, the expectations were relatively high. They gave Jalen Noel this big role after moving Malik Beasley. He just never met those expectations. But I'm just telling you, you know, I foresee Jalen Noel leaving this summer. But they will continue to try to re-sign Nas Reed, and I think they end up trying to run this thing back in many ways. Is Nas going to come back, though, if uh, Cat and Gobert both come back? Like, it seems like he could not just get paid, but also get his as far as playing time goes elsewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, he can still play a lot here, Judd. I think they started to unearth something you know, a little bit before that Phoenix game when he got hurt, those three, four, five games. I mean, he can still find a way to be playing 28 to 32 even minutes here. I mean, maybe closer to 28-ish. But if they're willing to pay him four years, 50 million, four years, 49 million, whatever the near max is. I mean, they can't go much beyond that. I forget the exact numbers. I'll catch up with Bobby Marks here soon, early next week. He can run down the specific numbers. But, you know, if they go to that four years, 48-ish million dollar range, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, possible. But like at this point, if you're Nas, if you're his representation, Sean Kennedy and company, 
Like, why wouldn't you get to July 1st? Right? right. There might be a team out there. There's going to be a bunch of teams with, with cap space. There might be a team out there willing to go to four years, 55 or 60 million. Right? So you at least should explore free agency, that bigger role, but also that bigger paycheck. So, you know, the fact that they haven't been able to reach an agreement going back many, many months. I mean, the Wolves have been trying to extend Nas Reed going back a long time. This isn't some new phenomenon. We've talked about that going back darn near nine months, if not further back, right? So at this point, if you're not reaching an agreement on an extension, Nas should get the free agency. But I'm just telling you, the Wolves will continue to push to extend him. One last Wolves thing here. So there's some internet sleuths that have found Anthony Edwards is liking Instagram replies. There's Are you some... sure it's Anthony? Because yeah. Is it a verified account or is it an Anthony Edwards fan page? Are we well, sure on that? It, I mean, it, it's yes, I believe it's his verified account that's liking some of these anti Gobert or this is you know worst trade in, in Wolves history. It's all reckless right. well, speculation. I, mean, I know Thursday, this is reckless so speculation Thursday. Sure. I do want to verify though. I would like to verify okay. that that is Let's indeed oh, Anthony Edwards. That it's not a fan page. Something along those lines. He never passed. I don't think he passed Rudy Gobert once this season. So whether there's where there's smoke, there might be some fire. Maybe twice. <laughs> I think I saw two passes to uh, to Rudy Gobert. He clowned I mean, too, just generally like speaking, whether he liked these Instagram, you know, posts or not. I mean, think about it. If you're some of these guys coming off last year, 46 wins, right? You win the seven, eight playing game. You take Memphis to six games. Yeah. You lost three games when you had a fourth quarter, double digit lead, but there was a lot to like coming off last year. Then you think about the enormous preseason expectations, not coming close to meeting those preseason expectations this year. Instead of losing in six games in the first round, you lose in five. Instead of being a seven seed or higher, you're an eight seed. I'm just saying, generally speaking, if you're an Anthony Edwards or some other guys in that locker room, I get if you're really, really frustrated right now. Okay, there is a blue check mark next to this. He's got 1.3. Can you check real quick here, Declan? The Anthony Edwards underscore Instagram. The Anthony Edwards underscore. Because that's where the that's what the video is highlighting here. Yep, that's there, his that's his verified account. Okay, one point three million. He's got a blue check mark, and uh, he's he's yeah. You know, whatever. He might just be you know Questions enjoying for a, Coach Finch. Hey, what do you think about <laughs> Ant's Instagram account liking anti Gobert stuff, Chris? Oh, I just I love the likes though, right? <laughs> like, how long ago was it? Don Cousins, Kirk's dad. Yeah, I think right? this show actually got yeah, Don Cousins to delete his entire yeah, Twitter account. Yeah, that's account. what I'm saying. So, Don Cousins job, didn't, re- didn't realize that people can see the tweets that you like, and all of them were like, Mike Zimmer needs to be fired. It's yeah, amazing. that was a couple of years ago. So anyway, so if Anthony <laughs> Edwards deletes his Instagram account in the next 24 hours, it's your fault, Phil Mackey. <laughs> amazing. All right, well, that's Reckless Speculation Thursday here with Dukes. Reckless Speculation. Get ready Enjoy for fireworks draft tonight. Weekend. Get enjoy, ready. Enjoy the night. Enjoy yes. the chaos. Yes. <laughs> no, Outside no of offensive tackle, left tackle, right tackle. I am literally not, like, eliminating. Now, I don't think they go guard with their first pick. But, like, there are so many different scenarios. Like, I'm not ruling out running back. I'm really not. I would no. have maybe a wow. month ago, but now with some new steam, I Get cannot basement, rule out man. running back. Take cover. Take draft cover. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Enjoy tonight, boys. All right, Darren Doogie Wilson from the 5 Eyewitness News sports team, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. We'll see you all hopefully at Park Tavern tonight for the Purple Daily Livestream, the Surly Park Tavern Draft Party.